the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you've noticed a pattern in my sermons, you've noticed that I am a lectionary preacher, which is to say that I, my preaching, I stay pretty close to the texts of the scriptures that are, we are given for any particular day. I assume that the world of the Bible is the real world and that we are a part of its story. And the goal of a sermon is to bring us to the point where we can see that truth for ourselves. But today, I'm going to break from my pattern just a little bit and start not from the Bible, but from our liturgy, specifically from the proper preface for Lent. Now, the proper preface is that short phrase that changes according to the season that comes right, after the, right before the Sanctus and right after the words, it is right and a good and joyful thing. There are two proper prefaces for Lent. And the one I'm preaching today is the one we're using, and it goes like this. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was tempted in every way as we are, yet did not sin. By his grace, we are able to triumph over every evil and to live no longer for ourselves alone, but for him who died for us and rose again. Let me start with just that first statement that Jesus was tempted in every way as we are, yet did not sin. I remember a time growing up in church when someone was explaining to us about the temptations that Jesus faced in the wilderness and why he was able to overcome them. And the person explaining it said, well, of course Jesus was able to overcome them because Jesus is God and God can't sin. I remember sitting there with my friends, we all had that same thought in our minds, which was, okay, if Jesus couldn't sin, then was he really ever tempted in the first place? Was he really tempted in every way as we are? Here's another way to ask that question. Was Jesus really a human being? Was he as fully human as we are? Now, I don't know about you, but I find it pretty hard to be a Christian. Being a Christian asks me to love my neighbor when sometimes I'd rather not. Being a Christian requires me to give and be generous with my money and my time when I'd rather keep it all to myself. Being a Christian means having to watch what I say when I'd rather lash out or being content rather than being envious. I find it extremely hard to live up to the standards to which the Christian life has called me and has called all of us, which is to say that I give into temptation all the time. Today's opening collect prayer affirms that we are assaulted by many temptations. To my ears, that's absolutely true. Temptation sometimes feels like a daily assault on the soul. So that question still stands. Is it possible that Jesus felt that way too? Was he really tempted in every way as we are? Does he know what it feels like to be 
one of us? Well, the answer has to be yes. Because if it is no, it means that Jesus was not fully human and cannot, in fact, understand the struggle of a human being. And as the ancient theologians were fond of saying, that which Christ did not assume, Christ did not redeem. If he did not take on our humanity, then he has not saved it. So if the Christian faith is to have any relevance in our lives, it has to be true that Jesus was tempted in every way as we are. It has to be. But those temptations we hear about this morning serve an even greater purpose. You see, after his baptism in the Jordan, Jesus entered the wilderness with his father's words at the baptism still echoing in his ears. Now, his identity and his relationship with the Father was established long before he ever set off on that journey, or before he even faced that first temptation. Whether Jesus said yes or no did not determine his sonship or his belovedness or that God was well pleased with him. That was already the reality. Jesus couldn't earn them or lose them, and neither can we. The temptations and struggles in the desert did not determine how God would see Jesus, but instead how Jesus would see himself. If you are the son of God, began the devil's temptation. See, it was less a yes or no question about bread and more of a question about Jesus knowing himself, knowing for himself who he really was. In struggling with his temptations, Jesus began to know himself to be filled with and led by the Spirit. The truth of his baptism and the truth of his Father's words were confirmed through these temptations. And that truth no longer only echoed in his ears, but now in his heart, in the very depths of his being. The temptations called forth in Jesus the confirmation of his baptismal identity. And it was that identity by which Jesus overcame those temptations. Because you see, the devil had unwillingly tempted Jesus into knowing and experiencing the truth about himself. Jesus' identity and his relationship with the Father were no longer only words spoken from heaven, but now they were a truth and a reality he experienced in the wilderness and a truth and a reality that Jesus would then speak to and live out amongst us. These are the same promises given through our own baptisms. So knowing that, the good news for us of the temptations of Christ is that we are not alone in our temptations because Jesus has suffered them already and knows exactly how it feels. We worship a God who is present with us in temptation and in the struggling and suffering that comes along with it. Someone who knows temptation intimately, who overcame it by the grace of God alone, by his oneness with the Father and the Spirit. 
That's why our faith is not in vain, because Jesus Christ is one of us. And because he is without sin, he's able to save us from it. But the Lenten proper preface has a bit more to say. It goes on to say that by Christ's grace, we are able to triumph over every evil and to live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died for us and rose again. What this means is that we are not doomed to a life of failure by giving in to all the temptations we face, but that by the grace of God, we will overcome them. We are able to triumph. And for someone who finds it hard to be a Christian, that really is good news. We are not alone in our temptations, nor are we alone in the victory over them. For it is Jesus who is with us from the beginning until the very end. Christ is with us. As individuals, yes, but even more. Christ is with us as a whole body, a whole people. The gospel is not concerned so much about individuals and their individual mortality as it is about the whole body of the faithful living faithfully together. By the grace of God with us, we can triumph over every evil. And that can only happen if we represent Christ to one another, if we are in some way able to be Christ to one another. If we are to have any chance of victory over evil and lives that are about more than just ourselves and our own interests, it's only because we have the presence of Christ the one who was tempted with us. It's only by his grace that we can live as we are called to live and be the people that God has created us to be. So pay special attention to our prayers this morning. Even only those brief moments in the liturgy, a phrase sandwiched between lift up your hearts and holy, 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 which probably goes unnoticed most of the time. But if we take the time to hear these words, sit with them, and hear what it says to us, we will not come away empty-handed. Because as this Lenten prayer reminds us, Jesus knows what it's like. He faced the same temptations that we do. He is one of us. He has felt what we feel, which is why we can trust him and trust in the power of his grace to touch and transform our lives. By his grace, we can be about something more than just ourselves and become free to love one another just as Christ loves us.